Welcome to Long Distance Listening, a music podcast. Welcome to Long Distance Listening. I'm Andrew. And I'm Nate. Welcome to our Gabrielle Shank episode, where we will be talking about Gabrielle Shank's latest album, Across the Room. If you haven't listened to this uh, album yet, we would suggest that you just pause the podcast, maybe go uh, take a listen, even just some some quick hits on on uh, the album, maybe not the full thing, but just to get a feel for it. That way, you'll better know what our conversation is about and uh, and have a little bit better context. Uh, but we're going to go kind of through this album, talk about our favorite things. If there's any um, anything we don't like on this album or anything like that, we will go through as thorough as we can in uh, in. A decent bit of time. So, um, as I usually do with these episodes, um, I like to have Nate start kind of talking about uh, the artist because most of the time Nate is curating the artist that we're doing. He's sending me these options and going, Andrew, which of these options should um, we do for the podcast? Which ones uh, do you like? Which ones do you not like? We try to... Uh, shine a light on underrated artists and not in like a bad way so we're not doing um, artists that we really hate or think are terrible it's really just hey we think this artist is good and and stuff so Nate wants to make sure that I like the artists and uh, and I am always curious how Nate finds these artists and it's always a variety of ways so Nate tell us how did you find Gabrielle Schank and uh, and yeah what was your your thought process behind sending her my way. All right. Uh, so unfortunately these days there's only like three ways I discover <laughs> new music. I realized when I was saying it, I was like, maybe I'm giving too much credit. I feel like you've, you've narrowed down the ways you find music. So one is just on Apple music, checking yep. out like what's newly released every Friday. Um, Another is uh, Album of the Year, the website, um, yep. and just like searching through that, seeing what albums are released that day. Um, again, usually checked out on a Friday. Or it's David Dean Burkhart's YouTube channel, which, to be honest, if you, if you listen to this podcast semi-regularly, which, hi, all four of you, there's, <laughs> and you're not subscribe to David Dean Burkhart's YouTube channel. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with you. However, as much as I say that, I kind of don't want you to subscribe to David Dean's Burkhart David Dean Burkhart's YouTube channel because it negates our significance and importance. Yeah. Cuz <laughs> yeah, it's like we're not oh. actually highlighting artists. Uh, yeah. It's just him. <laughs> no, but I mean we've done one or two artists that he hasn't, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's been like a, a handful. But <laughs> to be fair, he posts so much and there's a ton of stuff I don't like. Like yeah. it's it's not to say like, oh, we just like are spoon fed and yet at the same time he just posts so much good stuff that we yeah. do find stuff there. So I'm pretty sure I found Gabrielle on David Dean Burkhart. I literally just yep. did a quick YouTube check to be like See. all right has she po- uh, has david Burkhart posted her stuff yes okay that's probably how i found yeah. it yep. and so um that's how i found her um yeah. but there is in a 
alternate universe, there is a different way I would have found her. And uh, this is that way. Okay. The person who produced, and I'm awful with names, and so I really yeah. apologize. The person who produced this record plays bass in Men I Trust. Wow. I think it's I a bassist. It's one, yeah. it's one of the members, uh, one of the, the guys. And so there could have been, like, some Instagram post or yes. s- some other way of me discovering yeah. her. Um, and it kind of makes sense because yeah. you got the Canada connection. Um, and stylistically, they're not... They're not similar, but they're not dissimilar. Yes. If that makes any sense, it makes it's kind of sense if you know both those bands. Yeah, it's like I would not say, "Oh, these two artists sound the same," but also if you like one, I would let you know about the other type of yeah. thing. And so, uh, so yeah, that's kind of my story. And then for telling you, um, there's I'm just going to give away something that I was wondering when I should tell, but I think now's the time. Um, there's artists or albums where it's like, I like this a yep. lot, and I just hope Andrew likes it yep. so we can talk about it for the podcast. So, like, Andy Schaff, our most recent episode, yes. was that. Um, and then there's albums where I'm like, I like this, but I think Andrew will really like this. Mm, yep. And so... This is one of those albums. And I could have misread Andrew. And so I don't know if he loves this album. And that's kind of what's exciting for me. Is like, I know you liked it enough, Andrew, to like do an episode on it. But you also didn't know whether it's because I thought you'd like it or because I love it. And so anyways, what was kind of your, uh, how are you, have you been viewing the record in light of all that? So, I can't remember when you sent this. Uh, I mean, this has been a while ago. Honestly, I've been listening to this album for months now. Um, we're pretty late to actually getting to it on the list um, of no one's fault except probably my own. But, Ours. Um, we're in this together. Okay. Thank you. Um, but when you first sent it, I think I saved a few albums, and then I made a playlist um, of those albums and was kind of going through and, and the reason, I don't know, there's there's a reason I guess behind this. So I was going through, um, just kind of skipping through, listening to songs, but not looking at album cover. And we got here and I was like oh, this is kind of R&B like kind of a bit like Leanne Le Havis is like the closest to an artist hmm. that we've done. This. Yeah. And I will say I did not expect Gabrielle to be white from her voice because it's very soulful. It is, again, like just more R&B, I don't know, blues, not bluesy. I don't know what it is. It's I like have a hard time categorizing, it, too. Like, it's like R&B, singer-songwriter. Yep. I wouldn't, You don't call this type of music club music, obviously, because there's a yeah. different type of connotation, but it's also the type of music you'd hear in, like, a fancier lounge or club yeah. or something yes. like that. Yes. Um, so I was kind of transported to that, which I would say there's a, a very few artists that... Um, again sound like this and that I listen to even in this 
type of genre. So it really stood out. And when I looked, I was like, oh, wow. Uh, like, did not expect her to be white. Um, did not expect, I don't know, to like her as much as I did right away. And so definitely stood out of whatever the albums were that we were listening to. Stood out a lot. Um, and I don't... I don't know how much I need to, like, beat around the bush. I really do like this album. Like, um, I, we were just talking yesterday. Um, at least for me personally, I'll just speak for myself, it has been a weak year for music. Um, there's just um, some artists that I like released subpar albums, and I would just say there haven't been that many releases by artists that I've cared about or... Um, maybe Nate's been holding out on me, and there's all these artists <laughs> that that uh, that I'm gonna love, and they've released stuff already. But um, but as far as what's in my Apple Music for this year, it's been kind of bare. So um, I don't know. Compared to that, Gabriel Shank is like amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I really like this album. I think it's really good. I think there is a lot there stylistically that we can go into um, because it is hard to say what genre this is um, and each song kind of there's some different um, I don't know different feels different focuses lyrically I really like her lyrics um, but yeah I, I'm just yeah I don't know where we want to start but let's uh, uh, let's say I do Really like her. I think you chose correct, and um, and yeah, I made a comparison to Leanne Le Havis. I also hear um, there's some Pedro the Lion in here, which is weird. Um, but like, um, I was just listening again, and people pleaser, uh, people pleasing, people pleasing? Uh, people pleaser, yeah, people pleaser. Um, like, listen to that song, and like, tell me it's not like you you put in different vocals and that's pretty pretty much a pedro the lion sounding song so like yeah if you put if you put that chorus in halftime uh yeah then it like it's spot on yeah because i get it's very like phoenix the guitars yes and that that is the album i'm thinking of is phoenix it's it's definitely the guitars that are given that feel but it's just stripped down raw uh, sounding so there's a lot there any other artists or influences you feel like um, when you listen through this album that, that stand out to you yeah so it's funny when you said Leanne Havas, I was like oh yeah duh <laughs> I like was was not I was trying to think of comps and I was like having a hard yeah. time and that's such an obvious one but even she's like I think she's a good comp but like if you listen side by side it's not oh, yeah. like oh yeah they're the same like they would make sense in touring together like and i feel like if you like one you'd probably like the other but it is not a one-to-one no um, by any means uh, i i my biggest comp and it's they are so different still mm-hmm. is like amy winehouse or something like that yeah yep and so it's just sad like it's it's i'm not saying that she's it's like as she sings, there's this, like, in my... I'm trying to tiptoe in around this. Like, yeah. I don't know... All right, this is actually... All right, as we've been talking, there's a couple, like, bigger conversations that mm-hmm. have come into my mind. And one is what I'm about to say. How much do artists choose how they're singing? 
Yes. And how much of it is just what they have naturally. And with her, uh, with Gabrielle, it sounds like she's trying to be a little bit like have that Amy Winehouse, like, I don't want to say rasp, but like there's like this clearness to her voice, this sort of natural purity, and then she'll like tweak it a little bit in different areas. Um, And so I don't know how much of that is just natural, how much of that's intentional, but that's why I thought Amy Winehouse, where it's like, hey, you're white, but you also are singing more like of that R&B style. And then I even thought of like, Adele and not in terms of Mm -hmm. vocals as much as although like the slightest bit maybe in vocals but more of the music Um, I feel like that's a good one Adele if you just changed up the instruments and made the the instruments a little more refined and like a little more high production yes I feel like almost all these songs could be Adele songs and so so yeah yep but the reason Um, why real quick the reason why i uh sent it to you wasn't because i was like oh andrew listens to a lot of stuff like this yeah it was because i was like this girl's voice yeah and clearly her talent is something andrew will appreciate (laughs) in her musicianship so yes you're you're correct we can we can jump off of that um i think the standouts on this album for me every time very much are her voice she has extremely good control of her voice seems to know exactly um i don't know just she knows her vocal range well she pushes it a little bit but for the most part everything just sounds very confident and comfortable um even stuff that might not be confident or comfortable for someone else um Again, it's, it's her voice. She knows it well. Um, and one of the things, weirdly, she enunciates stuff a little. And I, I feel like this is one of those, like, trying to sound different. She enunciates stuff a little bit weird sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it. I don't know. It's like a style thing. Like, there were quite a few lyrics I did actually have to just sit down. And I, I'm, like, historically bad at sitting down with lyrics. But there was something about what she was doing that was interesting enough. And I liked the lyrics I was hearing enough that I felt like I was just missing pieces of it. Mm-hmm. And some of it's how it how it's enunciated. Yeah. Um, You're not talking about the last track, right? I am not. Because <laughs> I did not sit down with that one because I have no clue. Um, I guess I could have started with Google Translate. That would have been pretty easy. But... Um, you're like, I just had a hard time understanding what yeah. she was saying. It's like, well, Andrew, it was in French. <laughs> yeah, what if I went in on that last song? Like, dude, she needs... I can't understand a word she's saying. It's like, oh, um, man. No, but, like, there, there's a few things... I feel like if you listen through the album, um, there's going to be times where you maybe miss, like, oh, I I don't understand what she just said. Um, and some of it's the melodies... Um, the the main line that I did not understand is in Reminds Me of You. Mm-hmm. Um, it's how she ends that chorus um, when she says, and what good does that do? I don't know why, just how she sings it and that melody, I, I could not get that line. Um, 
And then I finally sat down and I was like, oh, yeah, this is... I, I hear it now every time, but yeah. it, for some reason, um, just how she enunciates stuff that, I don't know, it's different, it's weird in some ways, but it's interesting to me. And I think at many turns on this album, there is something that is done musically or vocally that I just go, that's really interesting. So... Um, I think she's extremely talented. Nate, I did not look up. Is this a debut album for her? Do you know? You know, I'm not sure. I I listen like it is. Not, I know. Not, I do too. But I don't know. So I'm going to find that out in the next yeah. 15 seconds. So before you have that answer, I'll just say, if this is a debut album, which is how I've listened uh, to it, it is a very good debut album. Only because I don't think there's any bad tracks on the album. I feel like it's a. It is even though there's some stylistic changes that happen. Um, I would say most different. I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs on the album, but like um, "People Pleaser" and track eleven, which I can't pronounce because it's in French, um, are like polar opposites and I feel like everything else fits somewhere in the middle um, but she has a really good feel for her style and her approach to music it feels like did you figure anything out Nate? Did so yeah it is her sophomore so, record her okay. debut self-titled and it came out yeah. six years before this one in 2017 okay. so we're going to have to do some backtrack um, to see, yeah, I'm actually I am very curious just because of how strong this album is and seemingly her approach to the album. Um, I'm curious to see the type of growth from album to album. Um, if she sounded like this, especially with that time in between, there's six years. Um, that that is a long time. So, um, neat. Any any musical parts that were like stood out to you anything that you were like oh I really like when they did this or any instruments you think yeah so stronger so I think it's interesting how we talked about people pleaser how that song is on the record yeah for me because it's a very straight and I don't mean straightforward in a negative way. Like, it's creative and, like, thoughtful yep. and all that stuff. But it's, like, a straightforward indie rock track. Yeah. Um, maybe even, like, alternative indie rock, probably. And this is not an indie rock record at all. Yeah. And it's not no, just no. that it's not an indie rock record because it, like, crosses, like, all these different genres. To me, it's like a very singular genre record, and then people pleaser. And so, when we talk about like instruments and stuff, that's like the biggest standout for me is uh, just like how that one song deviates from everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of me wishes she didn't have it on the record. But it's also easily one of my favorite songs on the record. (laughs) And so another part of me wishes she just, like, made another record more like that. Um, But 
overall, what I would say is what I notice the most, and it's actually least present in people pleaser, is atmosphere. Um, and so it's very slow, this album. It's very textured. Um, obviously, we talked about production earlier with Men I Trust, but like wicked, clear, crisp, but like em- not empty production, um, atmospheric production. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what stands out to me the most, how the instruments are both present but also creating a lot of space yes yep i think uh the two instruments that do stand out the most which is interesting because bass is a really strong on instrument on the album but for it being men i trust bassist helping with this it's i'm not choosing bass as one of them so good on good on him for uh you know getting some other instruments in the limelight it's very piano and drums heavy this yeah. album and the piano isn't like straight piano i should even say keyboard because honestly the piano is not used as a piano very often it's almost always this like muted piano or this muted synthy uh piano um there's a range to what it does i would say um is it bennett this my whole life and remember to breathe they're like somewhat similar muted piano but then you have aftertaste if i remember it's one where it's like really synthy yeah, there's a lot of like synthy piano stuff in uh, Aftertaste, and um, uh, how we used to be is more of your straightforward piano um, part, still mm-hmm. not sounding like a normal piano, but um, but I think those are the standout instruments. Um, again, with doing very little research, I would assume that that is her primary instrument that she is on but uh, I could be wrong it just that's a standout um, instrument for me on the album it's definitely piano and then the drums I really love the drum grooves on this album which is always a consistent for men I trust they have excellent drum grooves where it's always like really catchy and there's always this kind of thing that men I trust does that now that I'm thinking about it is very similar on this which is just it's a it's a groove that you kind of you get into the groove but it is not a straight groove that you're just like bopping your head it's kind of like i don't know if you're swaying your body you have to like sway not bop i don't know if that makes sense because it's it's a weirder um weirder groove um all right i'm trying to think of things and yeah people pleaser especially the guitars the amount of guitars how straightforward that song is um, just it feels very linear. It's weird because it actually is. Is it the shortest? It is by like ten seconds the shortest yeah. song. But that song feels the shortest by a decent bit, just yeah. because it's actually a faster song. Um, and there's not really faster songs on the album, and it always feels like it starts. And you're right, it's a great song. So it's kind of like. It starts and I'm like, oh, I forget how good this song is. And then it always feels like it's done uh, faster, which, I mean, three minutes and nine seconds is not, like, a short track, but it is the shortest here, so. Um, Nate, did you pay much attention to lyrics? I, I mentioned lyrics a little bit. What are your thoughts on her lyrical approach on this album? Anything uh, I made there? my most observation most amount of observations like 
30 minutes before we recorded as I listened one last time because I was like I have I haven't been paying attention to the lyrics at all and I'm gonna oversimplify it in my opinion it feels very obviously like a breakup album yep um and yeah I mean yep it's kind of like I felt like her words are very like clear in terms of what she's trying to communicate she's not confusing um and it's not like overly cliche but I also was never like oh wow that was like really great lyricism um Which, it doesn't always have, like, you don't always need to flex those lyrics. I think um, People Pleaser is probably the strongest lyrical song uh, for me. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the lyrics are fine. Yeah. I, I probably like the lyrics a little bit more than you do, but I'll tell you why I like the lyrics more. It is a breakup album, however, um, at least in an overgeneralization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, I want to say almost every breakup album I hear is sad. And in almost every track, there's a sad thing that happens, but it really feels like this album is her picking herself up from from sadness and reminding herself like, "Hey, I'm moving forward. I'm I'm going to be okay." And even just, like, I don't know, not putting on a happy face, but just, like, some of this stuff feels like it's, like, I'm going to sing this or say this to remind myself I'm okay and I'm moving on. And I really kind of liked that that approach lyrically. Like, if you listen to them, again, it's, it's kind of, hey, this terrible thing happened, but... I'm not going to worry about it anymore. I don't know. Like, it's kind of an overgeneralization of, of a lot of the lyrics. There's just a lot of hope on the album, which you don't usually get in a breakup album. So I liked that even though the album is kind of chill and slow and you feel like the lyrics should actually make you kind of get in your feels from, like, a really sad standpoint, I actually always feel like it feels really healthy. It feels like a healthy way to view a breakup and moving on and moving forward. Um, and I at least appreciate that. I do agree. It's not overly cliched, but it is not crazy poetic or different either in the sense of like, I don't know that I would say you have to be blown away by the lyrics. I just like that small tweak, um, lyrically through the album that, that I always feel like there's more hope than a lot of breakup albums have. Um, Mm. There's uh, two quick things I want to get to before we yeah, get to uh, great. favorite song. The uh, harmonies in How It Used To Be, I really, really mm-hmm. like. Yeah. And I was wondering, off the top of your head, do you know if she, yeah. like, I can't remember that well right now. Yeah. Does she utilize harmonies a lot? Or uh, Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, those I, ones stick that's... out to me the most. Yeah, uh, remember to breathe. Like honestly, the the album, oh, yeah. the album starts really heavy on um, on harmonies, but I would say she does it a lot on the album. 
Like, and, and some of it being she might not do harmonies more than some people do, but the volume of the harmony is up there. Like, yeah. if it's usually, a, it's like 80-20 split or 70-30, some of these are definitely like 60-40 as far as lead vocal where that's up volume-wise and where that harmony is. That it's not dual lead vocal, it's not quite there, but like, there's some moments it's very heavy uh on the harmony um i almost need to listen through and just see at least in my mind it goes very heavy at the beginning of the album into that but i'll bet you she keeps it because i'm looking at some of the later songs and and remembering some harmonies in there too so yeah and i know she layers her vocals a lot but i'm wondering the difference yeah how much of it's the harmony and so like how we used to be to me yeah is like it really stands out. Yeah. And yep. I was just wondering if you recognize it throughout the record. The other yep. question I had is all right, tracks one through six or six uh-huh. to 11. You got to pick first half or second half of the record. And this might connect a favorite song, might not. Um, it's not going to connect to, it's not going to connect to favorite song. I'm going to go first half. Okay. So you, I'll, I'll let you know whether it connects to my favorite song too, because you kind of yeah. gave part of that away. Yep. Mine does connect to favorite song. Yeah. And it's second half. Yeah. All um, right. Well, this so is yeah, a good segue let's get into, into it. favorite song. Um, uh, who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? Well, I, yeah, I want to guess. Um, part of me feels like I should just say people pleaser for you. But I also feel like you have, like, a hidden gem there. <laughs> so, uh, because I said second half, I'm like, oh, I, I think all these songs, for the most part, are good. No, which is I annoying. And, and I did state earlier, I don't think there's any bad songs. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I feel like if I was ranking first half, second half, that's, that's hard. That is hard. I'll, yeah, s- what do you I'll think? say... <sighs> I should say people pleaser. I won't. I'll say 5 a.m. It is people pleaser. Dang it. I should have said I, it. I, people pleaser was basically first time through the album. I was like favorite song. Yeah. And then kind of stayed that way. Recently, I've been like wanting to change it because of how different it is. Yeah. It almost feels like it's annoying to pick it only because... It's like, oh man, you should listen to People Pleaser. It's my favorite song, and then someone listens. It's to nothing else, like, and yeah. it's not. It's not really a great representation of the album. And so, um, since I know you're in the second half, I'll give a honorable mention to uh, to Remember to Breathe. I think that track is really good too, um, mm-hmm. and I really feel like those first three tracks. That's why I yeah. picked the the um, first six is those first three are like and how they how they go like I think it's perfect for the album the album is actually we didn't talk about this but I really like the order of the album it feels really good Um, definitely and I actually don't usually go favorite track later unless it's really a standout I'm definitely one of those guys that how an album's set up I usually want my favorite song in that first half um, mm-hmm. Like if I was actually doing the track listing, but I think People Pleaser makes sense later, and it is my favorite. So, all right, I gotta guess yours. Yep, 
The problem is I also want to guess people pleaser. Um, but I just, oh man, do we have the same one? Um, okay, so you went seven eleven. Um, as you think, five a.m. Oh, I'm gonna guess five a.m. as well. It's actually Quan Lecom Ravindra. I don't Is know how to it? pronounce that. Yeah. I was curious. I, I really like that track. I don't know that I would have guessed it because I, I didn't know you spoke French. So I don't. But <laughs> I think for, like for me, in terms of the sound, it's the best version oh. of her sound um, from the record outside of like People Pleaser which is not as much the sound she's going for I just think like it's so pretty and sparse and this is gonna I don't have great music terminology so I just say things as how I feel it's like thick when it needs to be and it's thin when it needs to be um and it's just like a really great closer for me and yeah, something I get more the fact that it's in French I think I actually connect with more because yeah. I'm even more focused on just the feelings the than yeah. the words and so yep. so yeah that's my favorite but People Pleaser was up there uh, I really like 5am and I love yeah, Let's Shine Into the Night too But from the first half, Out of the Blue is actually my favorite from the first half. Yeah. I mean, I really do feel like it's an extremely strong album. And it could be she's had, she had six years of songs uh, to pull from. And so, um, obviously, they're all good. Or she's just that good. And that's, that's kind of where I'm, where I'm leaning right now. So, um, let us know your thoughts. Let us know your favorite song. Um, First half, second half. I don't know. We do we don't do that very often. I I thought that was kind of fun uh, exercise, but um, but I think in a strong album, it's easier to do. Um, where there's some albums, it's very obviously one half um, over the other. But um, but yeah, let us know your thoughts on this album. Uh, what did we miss? Um, what's some interesting stuff that maybe. Uh, you found in your journey listening to Gabrielle Schonk. Uh, we love talking to you. We would love to connect with you guys. You can follow us on socials and connect with us there. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at LDLpod. And you can also email us at listening at gmail.com. Um, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I've noticed that very few people give out email. So I feel like every time I'm doing it, I'm like, I feel like we're starting to, like, it's like a retro thing that we're doing where it's like, hey, you should email us, where everyone else just gives, like, Twitter handles, and that's basically it. Well, um, we're really considerate of our, like, age demographic. Yes. You know, we we span... are the most popular podcast in all nursing homes in um, a very small sector of North America. Yeah, and so... We just, we know our people. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And so that's just kind of why we do it that way. Yep. 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 That's, uh, that's the point of this podcast really. And that's the, we reach our growth goals in, 
in uh, 2022, and at this point, we're uh, we got nowhere nowhere to go but down because we've already peaked. So um, so email us is the point. <laughs> uh, Nate will reply to you, and if Nate doesn't reply to you within two minutes, um, he will reply to you within two years. Um, that is the Nate Grimly guarantee. Yep. So exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to this episode. Have a great rest of your day. You're what the French call les incompetents.